Hello, it's Danny Howe back with another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. I appreciate you all joining in and uh, being patient with us as we work through uh, some of the tedious uh, challenges that folks suffered through in uh, my part of Southern Indiana when when I grew up there in the 1960s. And, uh, you know, hard to understand for folks who lived in a more metropolitan area, perhaps, but for those of you who didn't and have had similar, uh, you know, experiences growing up, well, you'll probably know what we're talking about. So this week's episode is uh, telepathy. And I thought of this topic because of um, an article that I saw in 1908 in our home uh, county newspaper about snail telepathy. The idea was that if two snails were put together for a while until they became really good friends, then they may be able to speak to each other telepathically or at least create some sort of a sympathetic uh, environment or waves or what have you so that if you took them after they after they'd had a chance to you know to get connected with each other if you took one of them and you gave them to somebody and took another one and brought it to another far place then and you put some sort of a of a message board down well the snails could move around and make a little message for you uh, that they had received by telepathy from the person that you'd like to hear from and Turns out there was an actual contraption that was called a snail telegraph that was built some decades earlier. And the notion was that um, after two snails had gotten together and, and, you know, gotten married for a while, um, then they were sort of like, you know, old married uh, couples who who kind of had a good idea what each other might have had uh, uh, on their minds and uh, know whether or not to stay away from it or not. But that again, these two snails could be used for communication. And uh, they were, <laughs> there was a machine built. It was a 10 foot long wooden beams supporting zinc bowls lined with a cloth soaked in copper sulfate. I mean, first of all, this is hard to find all these products, I suppose. And the cloth is held in place by a line of copper. It's just worse and worse. And at the bottom of each of the, of the there's 24 of these basins. At the bottom of each of the basins is a, is a snail glued in place. And each one is associated with a different letter. And apparently, once there is a transmission by telepathy to the receiving snails, then they're supposed to quiver in some sort of an order that would allow you to work out a message. And, you know, this worked probably about as well as uh, telepathy worked in real life. Um, But it was an important thing that was desired, if not achieved, by a lot of us folks growing up in in southern Indiana at the time I was there. Because, you know, we really didn't like to give voice to things that we wanted. We had a hard time asking for things we wanted. even had a hard time figuring out what we wanted in the first place. So, you know, if, for instance... Uh, you would go to a restaurant and the server would ask you, you know, if you wanted coffee and you'd say yes, you could get that far at least. And then, God forbid, they would ask you if you wanted regular or decaf. I mean, the the Southern Indiana reply might well be whatever. And hoping that you as the server could read their minds as to what kind of coffee they wanted. And in fact, Pretty soon, over time, you'd scope out restaurants where they would serve you coffee without asking what kind you wanted. And one particular restaurant, if it did usually give you decaf coffee, well, you'd go to that restaurant if you wanted uh, decaf coffee, and otherwise you'd go to go to another one. And in real life, 
um, waiting for someone to understand what you would want by sort of, well, I don't know, you know, if it's not telepathy, perhaps slight um, cues from, you know, your facial expression or something. It doesn't work terribly well. I mean, you know, the if you, um, you know, if someone gave you a birthday present and, um, you know, so let's say they gave you an encyclopedia when what you really wanted was a new fishing reel, well, you could wish really hard that they might realize the mistake they've made and grab that encyclopedia and run away with it and come back with a fishing reel. Chances are you'd be waiting forever. But that didn't seem like something that was totally out of the realm of possibility to folks where I grew up. I mean, all kinds of situations created problems like this. I mean, let's say that you did not have children and you went to visit someone who had just had a new baby and they telepathically figured you would like to hold the baby and they extend it to you and you are telepathically trying to send an urgent message to them that you do not want to hold the baby because you have all kinds of concerns about the unknown future once you accept the baby into your hands and there's really no good good situation to get you know to get away from there i mean you you're probably going to have to hold the baby and try real hard to um, send the message that you're ready to give the baby back and, you know, again, hopefully you're not in the presence of someone who really actually wanted an extended break and is going to leave the baby with you for a while because now the fuses in your brain are just starting to melt. So, you know, there's, there's all kinds of situations that we found ourselves in, um, in which I suppose that if we had the option of getting snails to send messages to each other, we might be willing to wait an awful long time to find out what the message was or at least try to use it to send something because otherwise life did kind of get tedious um, waiting for some somehow someone to get your message now obviously there are situations where people really can't ask for what they want i mean you could for instance be doing some sort of home repair with duct tape and perhaps you'd fall face down onto the sticky part of the duct tape and now it's covered your mouth you can't really give voice to what you want and maybe you've fallen in sort of a slotted area where you you know your hands are caught and you can't get up there and rip the duct tape off. So here you really do have a dilemma that uh, is not of your own making. But uh, it, you know, otherwise, if you fall into a hole, there's a hesitancy about whether to shout out for help or just sort of wish real hard that somebody knows that you're in the hole and will come and get you out. Ultimately, shouting out for help may be your only alternative, but you know, if you if you do, you should you generally start out with a soft shout. And it doesn't get really loud until you get really desperate. Um, these are just some of the complications in southern Indiana. Now, what it would be a good idea, apparently from uh, some of the articles on snails, is rather than to try to use them as some sort of a communication device, which really doesn't seem like it would work, you can eat them, according to articles about snails, that they are actually uh, quite a nutritious food. And one of the articles from one of my local papers from 1916 pointed out that even the common garden snail, though insipid, is as nourishing as calf's foot jelly. Well, there's a whole new uh, podcast episode about what in the world calf's, calf's foot jelly is, although I can just begin to imagine, but if I've served it, I'm going to really try hard telepathically to get across the notion that someone should please take it away and give me some product from, you know, from, from a pig that I'm familiar with. So there you go. There's some just sharing, you know, sharing some more challenges that folks had in southern Indiana where I grew up. And 
a little bit more of an understanding that when somebody seems to, you know, be staring real hard at you and they're in southern Indiana, maybe you could take a chance and ask them, what in the heck do they want? And they might even be able to tell you. So there's, you know, there's progress. As always, thanks a lot for being here and listening and uh, wish you all the best. Talk to you later.